Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Kombucha cultures could be the key to better water filters. A study found that filtration membranes formed by SCOBYs are more effective at preventing bacterial growth than commercial equivalents. By Jennifer Ouellette, Ars Technica. The refreshing kombucha tea that's all the rage these days among certain global demographics might also hold the key to affordable, environmentally sustainable living membranes for water filtration, according to a recent paper published in the American Chemical Society journal ACSES&T Water. Experiments by researchers at Montana Technological University, or MTU, and Arizona State University, or ASU, showed that membranes grown from kombucha cultures were better at preventing the formation of biofilms, a significant challenge in water filtration, than current commercial membranes. As we've reported previously, you need three basic ingredients to make kombucha. Just combine tea and sugar with a kombucha culture known as a SCOBY, or symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. The culture is also known as the mother, tea mushroom, tea fungus, or Manchurian mushroom. Kombucha tea is believed to have originated in Manchuria, China, or possibly Russia. Whatever you call it, it's basically akin to a sourdough starter. A SCOBY is a firm, gel-like collection of cellulose fiber, biofilm, thanks to the active bacteria in the culture creating the perfect breeding ground for yeast and bacteria. Dissolve the sugar in non-chlorinated boiling water, then steep some tea leaves of your choice in the hot sugar water before discarding them. Once the tea cools, add the SCOBY and pour the whole thing into a sterilized beaker or jar. Then cover the beaker or jar with a paper towel or cheesecloth to keep out insects. Let it sit for two or three weeks and voila, you have your own homebrewed kombucha. A new daughter, SCOBY, will be floating right at the top of the liquid, technically known in this form as a pellicle. Beyond its popularity as a beverage, kombucha holds promise as a useful biomaterial. For instance, scientists at MIT and Imperial College London last year created new kinds of tough living materials out of SCOBYs that could one day be used as biosensors. These materials could help purify water or detect damage to smart packing materials. The scientists couldn't use the wild yeasts typically used in kombucha because the yeasts are difficult to modify genetically. Instead, the researchers used lab-grown yeast, specifically a strain called Saccharomyces cerevisiae, or brewer's yeast. 
They combine the brewer's yeast with a bacteria called Comagatibacter rhyticus, which can create a lot of cellulose to create their mother SCOBY. That team was able to engineer the cells in the yeast to produce glow-in-the-dark enzymes that could sense pollutants and then break them down after detection. One of their prototype materials senses the pollutant estradiol, while another can detect luciferase, a bioluminescent protein. Any number of other strains can be swapped out to achieve different functional properties. And now we have the possibility of SCOBY-based water filters. According to the authors of this latest paper, contaminated drinking water has been linked to 2,000 deaths of children globally each day. Commercial polymer-based filters are compact and versatile, and they can strain off many dangerous contaminants, including bacteria, parasites, and even some viruses. However, the pores of these filters eventually become clogged, decreasing the rate of filtration and water flow, thanks to the accumulation of clays, oils, minerals, and bacterial biofilms. The latter are especially persistent and difficult to remove once they form. Scientists are developing materials, methods, and chemical treatments to combat the adhesion of biofilms to the filters, but perhaps a more promising strategy would be to focus instead on developing materials that inhibit bacterial growth. That's where the kombucha scobies come in. Co-author Catherine Zodro, an environmental engineer at MTU, led an earlier 2020 study demonstrating the feasibility of making sustainable living filtration membranes, or LFMs, out of a bacterial cellulose network and the native microorganisms of a kombucha scoby culture. Zodro and her new collaborators made their membranes from this latest round of experiments the same way. By placing a scoby in a growth solution of sugar, black tea, and distilled white vinegar dissolved in deionized water. The researchers then placed the mixture in a temperature-controlled room for 10 to 12 days until a thick membrane formed on the mixture's surface. The grown membranes were stored in deionized water and used in experiments within 8 days. The 20 liters of raw water samples for the experiments were taken from the three drinking water treatment plants in Butte, Montana, Basin Creek Reservoir, Molten Reservoir, and Big Hole River. The water samples were then pre-treated in accordance with standard practices at each plant. Both the LFMs and polymer-based filters, the researchers discovered, became clogged over time, causing them to flow and filter more slowly. The LFMs used in the experiments, however, showed between 19 and 40% better performance than their commercial counterparts on that score. The SCOBY-based LFMs were also more resistant to befouling. While biofilms eventually formed, Fewer microorganisms were found in those films. Zodro et al. sequenced the DNA of any bacteria and fungi in the SCOBY-based membrane and found that 97% of the bacteria present belong to the genus Acetobacter. This is not surprising, since it's also the dominant bacteria in kombucha, but it may explain why the LFMs performed so well with regard to biofilms. As the name implies, a defining characteristic of this genus is the ability to oxidize organic carbon sources like sucrose, glucose, and ethanol into acetic acid, which is known for its antimicrobial properties. Acetobacter has also been shown to reduce or even remove biofilms, in keeping with the results of Zodro et al.'s experiments. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.